We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is March 2nd, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, we are, you know, this is a, a late night recording. The game started 7 o'clock central time, so it's just about 11 eastern. We're recording this. I'm mm-hmm. tired, and the magic mm-hmm. just got wrecked. What's up? It's It's really interesting, the dynamic between, like, when, you know, when games are played versus when we record. And what I mean by that is that if we had played the Bucks on Monday and the Pelicans tonight, this would be a totally different feeling. And also, I mean, I think you and I are well aware of the fact that like when we lose and we post an episode the next day, the, the viewers and the downloads are lower than if it was flipped around if the magic had played the Pelicans tonight and coming off a win because people just want to hear it. And it, so I, I, I would like to just like preface this whole episode with that, I guess of that, you know, it's, it, it sucked to lose to the bucks tonight, but you beat the Pelicans on Monday. There's, there's good things that are, are, are going Jonathan, but I'm really giving a pep talk to myself because I would love to just gone around about how you lose to, you know, the Bucks, you know, but they're it's kind of warranted and well expected. So I don't know. How how are you? Are you are you doing all right? <sighs> I don't know, man. I just at this point in the season, we're I was just so excited for like post All Star break to see like a much improved Magic team the way that we did last year and like have this fantastic run. And it's weird because it's not over. Like I know I said after the Indiana game, I felt like it was over, and I did. I w- and I said in the moment I was exaggerating, but we talked about you got to go fifteen and eight, fourteen and nine over the last twenty three if you really want a chance at this thing. And now four games I think you're in, two and two, we're two and two. So that puts you. You have to go what thirteen and seven or. 
twelve and six the rest of the way, and mm-hmm. that's doesn't really seem incredibly likely for me <laughs> at this point. You know, like it it mm-hmm. wasn't likely to begin with. We were like, oh, all of this great stuff has to happen, and we're getting like, I think we listed like seven or eight things, and we might be getting like three of those things that had to happen. Not like, oh, you. If these couple things happen, maybe you have a chance. We're like, no, all of these things have to happen. We're talking about Paolo and Franz, like kind of sla- like snapping out of their slump. Franz has Paolo, like kind of has. Uh, we need a Wendell to like be like dominant and playing really well, and he's like seventy percent of I think what we were talking about, but also hasn't been that great. Cole Anthony. Didn't have a, a great game against the Pelicans, but was fantastic against the Milwaukee Bucks. That you can kind of live with. Like one good game, one bad game from Cole. That is totally fine. But it, and Markel has been great as well. But so far, like everybody else is like really not giving you a ton, at least offensively. Jalen's been great defensively. You haven't had Jonathan Isaac the last few games, which is a problem. So when you ask me how I'm feeling, I'm usually like the the overly optimistic, like the irrationally optimistic person. And just like each passing game and you look at the the standings, like you know, last night, when you look at ar- around the league, like teams that we needed to lose, they all won. Mm-hmm. So when other teams need to do things for you in order for you to have a chance and you're not totally in control of your own destiny, and even if you were in control of your own destiny, you're not like winning games that you need to win it's not looking great it's true it's not so that's that's how i'm doing i i like it's just you know you got what is it 20 games left now or 19 games left 19 19 games left so you've got i don't know what is it like four and a half weeks left of the season and then it's all gonna be over and i just i have a funny feeling we're we're gonna come to that second week of April. The Magic won't be playing basketball, and we're like, man, all those games were like, oh, you got to win this one, you got to win this one. We're gonna look back and be like, man, like we blew it then. But as we've talked about, on the other hand of things, if that happens, the Magic still have a really good chance at having two lottery picks. So it's not all doom and gloom. I'm a little bit disappointed because I admittedly got my hopes up coming out of the All Star break. But I'm a fool, and that's what happens. So here we are. <laughs> mm. But let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff here. So coming up on Friday, we have a watch party coming up. We are going to be at Burton's at 801 East Washington Street in Orlando to watch the Magic take on the Charlotte Hornets. That watch party is going to kick off at 6.30. There's going to be $4 Michelob Ultra Bottle Specials. Also going to be giveaways. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you come and hang out with me and Luke. Our boy Ben will be there. The squad from the Six Man Show. Kevin will not be there. But always a good time. So make sure that you guys come out. And Cole Anthony. I know we'll talk about this Milwaukee game. But he's like, hey, we're going to take it out on. We're going to take our anger out on the Charlotte Hornets. So I am very much looking forward to that. Nothing would make me happier. And maybe even change my opinion on the outlook of the rest of the season if the Magic come out and you know, lay 130 <laughs> points on the Charlotte Hornets in a you know 25 point win. Now that Lamelo Ball is out the rest of the season, the Magic mm-hmm. should absolutely destroy Charlotte. I know we'll talk about that, but folks, we got to we we're four and one so far on the season. This is probably 
the best chance we've had at a win going into one of these watch parties. So again, make sure you come out. We'll be at Burton's 801 East Washington Street on Friday starting at 6.30. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you come out. And then the Magic are partnering with Michelob Ultra to put on the Michelob Ultra Party on March 7th at home while the Magic take on the Milwaukee Bucks. For $100, you get a Section 111A ticket and then a limited edition Duvin bucket hat and shirt. You can go to our Twitter. Uh, we'll retweet the link there. Uh, you can find the link there and, and purchase your ticket and, and get your ticket to the Michelob Ultra Watch Party there. Should be a lot of fun. Luke, looking at the state of the Magic, you know, we talk about how the Magic are doing uh, this week and the season as a whole. The Magic are 1-1 one one on the week, bringing them to a record of 26-37. and 37. They still have the fifth worst record in the league. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference. Taking a look at the Eastern Conference standings, they are four games back of the Washington Wizards for the final playing spot. They are three games back of the Chicago Bulls for 11. They are two games back of the Indiana Pacers for 12. On the season, the Magic have an offensive rating of 111.1, which ranks 25th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 113.9, which ranks 18th in the league. Their overall net rating is negative 2.7, which is good for 26th in the league. However, Luke, the last 15 games, the Magic are 8th in defensive rating. If I told you the Magic were 8th in defensive rating over a 15-game stretch without looking, Luke, what would you guess their record is? In the last how long? 15 games. If I told you the Magic are 8th in defensive rating in the league the last 15 games, what would you guess their record is? Uh, I would guess the record is uh, is is pretty pretty great in the last fifteen games, Jonathan. If there's if they're eighth, so I'm we'll go through this right. But we talked about one of the things the Magic needed to do was improve the defense, like pretty drastically. Even though it's been pretty good as of late, if this team wanted to go on a kind of run, we were talking about fourteen and nine, fifteen and eight. The defense was going to have to take like another jump up. And the reason, like, that might sound crazy. Like, what do you mean it needs to take a, a big step forward? You know, you're top 10 in the, the league in defensive rating the last 15 games. The last 15 games, the Magic are 8th in defensive rating. They are 7 and 8 in those games. Being a top 10 defense for this roster is not going to be good enough the rest of the way here. You're going to have to be top 5 in defensive rating the rest of the way here if you're going to win the amount of games that we're talking about to try to make the play in. I feel bad because like I like to come on here and like be a, a, a beacon of hope, a beacon of light. <laughs> and I just feel like all of that light has been sucked out of me since we've gotten back from the all-star break. I'm almost well, ashamed of myself. The, here's the thing is that I, I think this is where our personalities are very different. Like you said, you were optimistic to an extent coming out of all-star break. I looked at that mountain and I said, we've been in 13th for a decade, it feels like. I just There was not a ton of hope. It was exciting to look at the numbers and you get you know the look in your eye of like, oh, we're breaking this down. The Magic just have to do this. And this. But then like you said, you're looking at other teams. Other teams have to lose games on top of that. And not to mention, it's not just like a couple teams. Magic need like four to five teams on a nightly basis losing games while the Magic are winning games. 
this isn't a trend that's happened all year. You know what I mean? Like the the team is is a good team, but the five and twenty start. Stop me if you've heard this before. Screwed this team over. So and and I so I think that right now it's easy to be like, oh man, this team this team sucks right now because they lost to the Bucks. But it's like no, they lost to the Bucks. Was it in terrible fashion, especially in the fourth quarter? Absolutely. But it was the Bucks. So like I, I think like my expectations have been pretty low as of late. Just because, like I said, I, I've seen the mountain that has to be climbed. This team's too young to climb that mountain, it feels like. And I'm open to being surprised. If this team can rip off, like you're able to win these next two, you're able to beat the Bucks on the seventh, all this sort of stuff starts to kind of accumulate. These other teams start losing. Like there's, it's just a lot that has to happen. But all that to say, it's just the difference in our personalities. I'm, 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 I kind of am shifting to the offseason. We got on before this, and I was just looking at the free agency list for like the twelfth time in five days, and just trying to frankly find shooters. As you guys know, the last episode, that's what I was talking about. Like this team needs shooters. The Bucks showed us that tonight, and we'll talk about that. But uh, but yeah, there's just it's a lot to to break down and expectations that have to be met and and exceed expectations, like you said. You might have to be a top five defensive team the rest of the way to make the plan. You, you dug yourself a very large hole. It's impressive that you are where you are. And I'm just happy that we're able to break down numbers and calculate things on the you know the first of March. What's crazy is like it's even though it's still not over, to me it's like the writing is kind of on the wall that it's like even more I mean, we we went through the 23 games and, and what do we say they would they could go like 12 and 11 or something like that realistically i predicted like i think my final was like 12 and 11 yeah and we were like okay yeah that makes sense however if the magic do x y and z maybe that has the potential to change and four games in we're not really seeing a ton of evidence of those things happening you know, like tonight, I I don't want to go too far into the Milwaukee game because we're going to give that its kind of own breakdown. But you cannot have defensive performances like that against one of the better teams in the league and expect to win. Like the Magic have been a team all year long that has played up and down a competition. And we did not see that tonight. The Magic did not play up to the level of the Milwaukee Bucks, except I mean, you know, parts of the first half, but the second half was very much uh, all Milwaukee. But anyways, let's talk about the injury front. Jonathan Isaac still out with the right hamstring slash they're calling this and also like an adductor strain as well. I don't know what your abductor is. I know it's like something like couldn't, your core, something like that. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't identify it. Yeah, on, I couldn't point a- to your abductor. So, I mean, no, I guess I'd point to your leg or something. Yeah, I have no idea. He, he's got that going on as well, I suppose. <laughs> but we talked about the fact him not traveling with the team and, and not being there Monday with the New Orleans game going on. Even if he wasn't going to play, the odds were that he wasn't going to play Wednesday tonight against Milwaukee either. And it seems like he went through, you know, shoot around or something like that and kind of gave it a go. And they're like, no, you're not quite ready yet. So maybe we'll try it again on Friday against Charlotte. And you and I, that's exactly what we said. He won't play Wednesday, but he needs to play Friday against Charlotte. Like, I don't want to see this turn into 
a two week yeah. long injury with J.I. Now that he's finally back and kind of getting into a rhythm, you just can't have this guy missing a ton of time. So Mm-mm. kind of expected for J.I. to miss the Milwaukee game. But we'll just obviously keep our eyes on Kobe Price. Keep your eye on the official NBA injury report. And folks, if you're looking anywhere else, I'll give you the URL right now. It's official.nba.com slash NBA dash injury dash report dash 2022 dash 23 dash season. That's where you can find like the NBA's official injury report. And it's updated like every hour at the half hour mark. On game days, it has to be updated, I believe, by 5.30 local time. Unless you're on the second day of a back-to-back, then it has to be updated and submitted by 1.30 local time. But if you're looking at CBS, you're looking at all these other places, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. Just That is the only injury report you should ever look at. So we'll keep an eye on that, see what happens with Jonathan Isaac on Friday. It seemed like he was trying to give it a go tonight, so my expectation would be that he would play Friday. If not, of course, we'll talk about that on Sunday or Monday's podcast, rather. Before we get into uh, the the recap of the Pelicans game and the Milwaukee game, we want to give a quick shout out to the folks that help financially support the podcast. So if you haven't heard, we do have a Patreon channel. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have a big change to the Patreon this week, Luke. Our boy, Drew Gooden, best friend of the show, Drew Gooden, he jumped from the All-Star to Hall of Fame tier. And not only did he go from All-Star to Hall of Fame, he went the annual. He's like, you know what? These guys are are awesome. He told us, he said, you are now contractually obligated to release content Mm -hmm. for at least the next year now that I've paid for this. So a big shout out to our buddy, Drew. We need to get Drew back on the pod soon. Talk about this uh just wonderful, fantastic roller coaster of a season. But not only do we shout out the folks that you know upgrade or are brand new patrons, we shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons every episode. So I'll start with the Court Cousins and then Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden, now a Hall of Fame tier patron. What what a way to start off the Patreon list. Court Cousins and Drew Gooden doesn't get any better than that. And then we got our boy Armin, Carson Tulo. Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salopon, The Distract, Donkey Punch, Donkey Punch, Dave. It's not OKK to say Okiki, Pierre A, Migzors, Nostalgia, and M&Ms. Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Kayla Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Bruce Half Reekin, Shahin 177, Bulby the Don, Hemlo Ban Hemro, R Improv 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Let's Bank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, Phantom Wolf 72, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Bull Bull, his first name is his last name. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. I want to give a quick shout out, Luke, to our boy Tyron, who I believe him and his lovely lady flew from Vegas to Orlando for a couple of games. I met him at the Indiana Pacers game. He's always commenting on all of our stuff and um, you know, on, on Twitter, on YouTube. So I want to give him a, a quick shout out. It was really, really nice meeting you, bro. And although the Magic didn't get a win that night, I hope you had a good time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Luke, the win on Monday against the New Orleans Pelicans, 101 to 93. I almost just want to fast forward to the last, you know, I think it was like three minutes and 50 seconds of this game. Paolo Bancaro just putting the team on his back, needing buckets down the stretch. Three huge pull up jumpers, three of three in the you know final minutes there to boost the magic to the win. Luke wasn't the entire story. But for me, again, after the loss on Saturday to the Pacers, it was the reminder that I needed that, hey, this season isn't about this season. This season is about the next 10 years of Magic Basketball. And it kind of gave me that little bit of refresh perspective. So as I might sound down on this episode about this team, I'm still encouraged because the future of this team is incredibly bright. And this draft is also going to have big implications as well. Yeah, man. I mean, you 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 look at Paolo down the stretch there, like you you mentioned. I I think you had put that uh, you had put something out there. I'm probably on Twitter and said something like, "This is going to be the stuff that I'm watching during the off season. I'm just going to be watching this on repeat. This this you know down the stretch with Paolo just doing what he wanted. And it was obviously Paolo's a young 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 player. But for him to display the stretch that he did, despite his inefficiencies as of as of late, the splits aren't great. But really, as a rookie, your counting numbers mean something. Those counting stats and 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 also the way that you play down the stretch. And while he hasn't been awesome even down the stretch this year, 
this was a game that shifted perspective and showed you what is a possibility. Because after all, that's what the rookie year is about. Showing you the potential. Showing you the what could be. And this is what could be. You look at Paolo down the stretch just just demanding the ball. Picking his own spots. Getting the shots off. Shooting in the faces of anybody and everybody. And just having tunnel vision on the hoop. There's a time and place for it. And as the season goes on, as his career goes on, he'll learn when the time and place is. And in this Pelicans game, he knew this is my time and this is the place. And man, I, there was, it was awesome to be able to watch him go to work. This game was a game, Jonathan, that felt like after that incredible first quarter where what you score 36 points in the first, followed by a huge letdown score, only 14 in the second, you see your lead get washed away. And then the, kind of it's neck and neck most of the way down the stretch. And then it just all kind of gets to the point where like it reaches the pinnacle where Paolo decides this game's over. It was, it was a, a masterpiece, to say the least. Incredible. In the moment, you're like, wow, this is definitely one of Paolo Bancaro's best games of the year. Uh, Basketball Reference uses this statistic that they call game score which was created by John Hollinger. It gives you a rough idea of a player's productivity for a single game. And the game against New Orleans ranked third in game score for Paolo for the entire season. Number one uh, was the 33-point performance, 33.16 rebounds against the Sacramento Kings, like the third week of the season. Um, After that was against Memphis, 30 points, nine rebounds, where he shot 50% from the floor. Uh, nine rebounds, three assists, and a steal. But it, it, in the moment, it felt like, okay, this is one of the best games that Paolo has put together all, the entire season, not only just as of late, yeah. and for him to also close out the game like he did. Like the last mm-hmm. time that we had a guy like this that you could consistently rely upon to go out and close out games was Tracy McGrady. Like mm-hmm. almost 20 years ago now. It, it has literally been that long. And as great as, you know, Dwight Howard was and, you know, other guys uh, in you know the, the, the franchise since then, like a star that you could count on to do this, to answer the bell, games on the line, has to make a play. That's what it was for me. It was like, oh, my gosh, like you I've been watching basketball for 20 years. And since T-Mac left, we haven't had a guy who can consistently do that. Guys like Hito Turklu and Rashard Lewis, you know, made big shots, but not at this type of level. And yeah, to come away from this season and be like, hey, we have that guy, which we've talked about since the beginning of the season. The hardest guy to get on an NBA roster is the guy. And to walk away mm-hmm. from a season having the guy, I'm going to sleep a lot better this summer than I have in summers past. Well, the, the thing that was impressive to me is that he didn't have this incredible 29 point performance based off of doing things that he doesn't normally do. He was doing things and scoring in ways that he always does. He shoots not, he gets to the line, shoots 11 free throws, makes nine of them shooting well from the free throw line. He shoots 10 of 18 from the field. I mean, he, that's, that was his, his, 
his field goal attempts and makes like that was what it was for those 29 points. And I just think that it's it's always skewed for me. The games that I value least and high point outputs, things like that, were are games where you just shot lights out from three or whatever it was. But Paolo's game is getting to the getting to the rack, finishing through contact, all of those things. So he did everything that we can expect him to do in years to come. This isn't a, oh man, if he's consistent from three. This is what he can be. No, this is just what he can be without a three-pointer. So you imagine once he actually has a consistent three-pointer, you see how the jump from, what, 20 points per game just shy of it to 25, 26 points per game next year doesn't seem like that big of a jump if you think that his three is going to improve, which it will. So I, I the dude is just absurd. He's oh man, it, it is. He is super encouraging, specifically in that game against the Pelicans. It was a joy, honestly. To your point, you know about kind of like these outlier shooting performances. Like you can't really take those and and try to like project, you know, what a guy is going to be because they don't do that kind of stuff all the time. Paolo really only has like one outlier shooting performance on the year. It was mm-hmm. um, December eighteenth, the second when we had that weekend in Boston, it was that second game where he shoot six of seven from behind the arc. Like the rest of his yeah. like good shooting performances on the year, are like two for three, three for five, two for four, three for six, four for nine. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't really had those kind of like outlier shooting performances. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, what he's doing is he, he, we can replicate this. We can yeah. continue to it's build realistic. on this. And as he improves, as the roster around him improves, Yep. The the sky is just the limit. So the result against the Pelicans, especially, you know, after the loss to Indiana, like you really needed to win this game and you wanted to see the magic respond in a positive fashion. But as big as the win was, I just walked away from that game like Paolo Bancaro is going to be a superstar. Like Paolo Bancaro, I believe, is going to be a top five player in this league. And that's kind of nice to be able to say about a guy that plays for your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, folks, I hope on Tuesday after the Magic victory, you took advantage of the Papa John's code Magic Win. The day after every Magic victory, you get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code Magic Win. So, folks, as those wins continue to rack up the rest of the way here, Make sure you're cashing in on your Papa John's the next day. Speaking of cashing in, the Magic are at 26 wins, and Mm -hmm. Vegas had the under-over win total for the Magic before the year started at 26.5, which I took, by the way. So the Magic just need to win one game out of their last 19 for that to cash. And barring anything crazy happening, Paolo Bancaro is going to run away with Rookie of the Year. That's two bets that are cashing, baby. I, he, future he, bets like that, I never, ever, ever win. You have a great chance of cashing at the watch party. That would be sick. Walk out with some money in your pocket. Incredible. Um, man, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun to be able to do that because I went on a podcast on uh, part of the Blue Wire family, Veterans Minimum. We did like an NBA futures thing. And I told everybody to just smash the over. Just 
it feels good. Like you said, you, it, it's hard to, it is honestly hard to cash on future bets on those futures. Feels great, especially when it's your team. Not much better. You know what's funny? Like, I know obviously the team, it, it seemed because of the, again, the five and 20 start, it seems like the team is going to fall just shy of like what our expectations were, but not really. Like, we were like, oh, you know, they can make the play in. Yeah. That was not knowing Markel was going to miss a ton of time. Jalen Suggs was going to miss a ton of time. Gary Harris was going to miss, you know, like the first 20 games. I think we were on with that, right? But when we were telling people, like, oh, like this, like this is a lock. Like it's, we shouldn't even be discussing whether or not you should take the over. Some people are like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this. And it's like, man, like it was obvious. Like we call, we literally have been calling this since August. So it shows that, you know, we may not, we may not be experts, but we know at least a little bit of what we're talking about here. You know what I mean? Like we spend hours and hours and hours doing this every week. And we're like, Hey, guess what? Sometimes we know what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, listen, here's, here's the last thing that I'll say about that. All right. We've done this a lot this year. We've done the whole, like, take away the five and 20 start. Here's the, the last 38 games, which is what, when the magic, uh, really I should do last 37, I guess, because that lost the bucks. And then I think, or no, 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 no. So that is starting with that win with the win streak. The last 38 games, Jonathan, the magic have gone 21 and 17. All right, over 500. And that's not a small sample size. That's 38. So after that 5 and 20 start, smooth sailing. Over 500? I mean, what what are we looking at as far as the NBA standings? Teams in the East, I mean, over it, 500. it would put you in the plan. It puts you in the plan. Playing like that. So 42 and 40. I know there's a lot of variable it's be factors. Good for the it's hard plan. to make a hard to make a blanket statement like that but i have no reason not to believe this team's not seven maybe six in the east if they're playing like this all season fully healthy not starting five and 20 so call me crazy but just watch next season i'm smashing whatever the over is next season although maybe not because after a young team has a run like this to close out the season where they're just absolutely atrocious and they play really well the rest of the way we're going to be like the the young you know media darlings and everybody's going to be oh look out for them it's already starting you you listen to (laughs) but vegas vegas doesn't buy into the hype though Okay. So I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it's if it's lower than what people are saying. Everybody's probably going to be smashing it. It'll drive up the, you know, whatever, drive it up. Just get it as soon as Vegas releases that over under for team total wins. Go right to whatever you use for it. Smash it right when they put it out there. Because it's only going to go up. So, and then I bet it without looking. I'm like 50 wins. What have what have I done? <laughs> oh no. All right. Well, so Pelicans win was fun. Milwaukee game, not so much fun. What did the Bucks get out to? It was like a seven and nothing start to start the game. Yeah. And we're like, oh boy, something like that. Here we go. Well, the Magic, like they actually do come back and take the lead in this game, although it was pretty short lived. I think the Bucks go on like a quick twelve to nothing run after the Magic take the lead, and the Magic are down ten at the half. Mm-hmm. And like you're you're looking at the Bucks, like you know they're shooting like I think it was like sixty percent. In the first half, you're like, crazy. well, this isn't going to continue. And it didn't, but the shooting didn't 
drop off a cliff either, and that was really the problem. Except for the Magic, it really did drop off of a cliff. Like the Magic shoot the ball well um, in the first half. I think they were hovering around 40% for the first half. And then for the game, you end up 27%. The Magic started the game 4 of 6 from the three-point line, ended 9 of 33. So what is that? 5 of 27 the rest of the way after starting 4 and 6 from behind the arc? It's not great. It's not great. And the Milwaukee Bucks shoot 46%, which you're like, okay, you know, that's a really good shooting night. But Luke, they shot 56 attempts from behind the arc. Mm -hmm. Like that is unheard of. Came just a a couple three shy of breaking or matching the NBA record of 29 threes. And as good as the Magic's offense was in the first half and, you know, they were they were fighting and they were answering, you know, these runs that Milwaukee was going on. It was just like blatantly obvious that if the Magic don't like go three, four notches up defensively, they weren't going to have a chance in this game. And in the end of the third and into the you know, beginning of the fourth quarter, Milwaukee really just blew this game open. And it honestly, after the Bucks retook the lead, it didn't really feel like the Magic ever had a chance in this one which sucks because you have a fantastic Cole Anthony performance, his best game of the year, 28 points, 10 of 16, good for 62% from the floor, 42% from the three-point line. He added seven rebounds and four assists, which I was watching Cole Anthony rebound the ball tonight, and I was like, Cole Anthony would be a fantastic NFL wide receiver the way he's able to high point a ball. <laughs> like It's it's mm-hmm. unlike anything I've ever seen from a guy his size, but... Yeah. Unfortunately, the offensive performance is in vain because the Magic lose by 22 points. Giving up 139 points, this Magic team is never going to win a game like that. No, uh, the starters got absolutely worked. Just like worked. Uh, it, terrible um, in terms of what the Bucks were doing. I'm bringing out a term I, I used months ago, Jonathan. The Magic got out-talented. That's all you saw tonight. Everywhere you looked. If Giannis wasn't scoring, it was Drew Holiday making the right pass. He had nine assists tonight, 23 points. Brooke Lopez, 18 points. Giannis, 31. Joe Ingles, he gets the ball. Forget about it, apparently. he's. I looked up his season averages. He's not great this year from three. He's like 34% from three on like four attempts. But we know Joe Ingles couple seasons ago he shoots like 45 percent on six plus attempts a game so the, the he's got it in him and you're playing a team like the magic who your team's thumping anyway so he's in rhythm he's confident the nothing to lose type of game everybody's hitting threes and the whole time jonathan all i could think was the same thing i was saying last episode but just amplified and shown and put into practice Giannis, who does hit his threes tonight but is not known as a three-point shooter by any means. He's gotten better, but he's not known as a three-point shooter. He is just surrounded by shooters. Guys that even if they're maybe their percentages don't show it uh, particularly, but you know that they can hit the three ball. Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Brooke Lopez, Jay Crowder is capable of hitting threes. He had one from the corner tonight. Uh, Joe Ingles, as I said, and then... 
You see uh, the dude that hits AJ Green hits four threes tonight out of Northern Iowa. They just have surrounded him so well with just shooters because Giannis demands so much attention. And it did remind me of what Paolo would be able to do if he had a team of just straight shooters. Him and Franz having a team of just shooters, being able to penetrate and pitch, not have to worry about, is this guy going to hit the three? No offense to Markel Fultz, but I can look to the corner and have a shooter there, not just Markel Fultz, who is great at what he does for this team in his role. Don't hear me not say that. But if you could put a shooter in that corner, Giannis did it tonight. Drew Holiday found the right man tonight after he drove to the lane. It just made me so envious. This team is so, so good. They have six just guys. Like no matter what you did, it wasn't good enough. They have six guys shooting 37% or better from the three-point line. That's not including Jay Crowder and Myers Leonard, who are shooting 66 and 50% uh, respectively, but those guys have only played three games right. each for the Bucks, so I'm not really counting that. It's too small of a sample size. But right. six guys shooting 37% or better, talk about a luxury. <laughs> I and I think that also that the credit goes to Giannis in that respect too. It was just like these guys could be wide open. You look and they're like, wow, Giannis has three guys on him in the paint. He passes out to a wide open shooter. And this guy's already a capable three point shooter, but now he's just wide open. Joe Ingles also, there was one specific shot. I don't remember who it was on. Hand in his face, Joe Ingles just gets it, locks, loads. Doesn't even think about it. No hesitation. It's like the defender wasn't even there, and he hits a three from the corner. It just their team and the, the 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 depth that they have, the ability to shoot the three ball. It didn't matter if you beat Yana the Bucks in the non Giannis minutes because when Giannis comes in, he's making up for it like that. I guess we shouldn't complain um, about the Bucks having six guys that shoot, you know, thirty seven percent or better from the three point line. When you count Franz Wagner, who's shooting 36.9, the Magic have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys shooting 37% or better from the three-point line. Oh, wait. Four of those guys, we either traded away or don't play. <laughs> Mo Bamba, Kevon Harris, Caleb Houston, Terrence Ross. Mo Bamba, they- like... I know I know these are moves that had to be made, but I didn't even like want to argue with people when they were like, oh, I'm so glad we traded like our best shooters away. Because I'm like, well, technically you did. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing, but technically you did. Caleb Houston is the guy to me who like, just just get this kid more minutes, please. Like get him in lineups with Paolo and Franz somehow. Maybe not the three of those guys together, but like stagger them somehow, get him some minutes with Paolo, get him some minutes with Franz. The kid is shooting 38% mm-hmm. from three on two and a half attempts per game. This is a kid who like didn't even shoot 35% in college in his rookie year. Now he's shooting 38% from three. Like just get the kid reps. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. And I, like you said, you got to try to get him reps, but it's tough. And, and we've said it. You just got so many people on this roster that have an argument for minutes. And even still after at the deadline where you do 
you know, get people out of the, out of there that weren't really playing, but should just, you know, definitely deserve minutes somewhere else. The match mostly has recently gone to a nine man rotation. And that's something to look out for. Cause it was something that we were like, man, is he eventually going to do it? Is it going to be a nine to 10 man? There are people saying that like, even when this you know, roster gets condensed and whatever, we should only, he should do it, still do a 10 man rotation. He's in a nine-man rotation. He did it against the Pelicans. The only people off the bench was uh, Wagner, Bull, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and those that got DMPs, Chuma, Admiral, Goga, MCW, right? Um, obviously, Isaac, you throw him in there. You probably do get to a 10-man, obviously, but maybe you don't. Maybe you just give just Caleb take away minutes. minutes. You said it. Just like... The ma- like we've talked about this. It's not likely the Magic are going to jump up to the play-in, and it's virtually impossible for them to drop lower than where they are now. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to get any. They're not going to get into the the bottom four of the league, especially now that Lamelo is out. Like it's it's impossible. If the Magic don't make up a lot of ground like really quickly, like I'm giving it four or five more games. Not mm-hmm. before I'm saying like let's tank. But at that point, I'm like, all right, our goal, like, we're not pushing for the play-in now. Like, let's right. just go straight development. Let's get Caleb some more minutes and just start to experiment. Find out what works. Who who in this lineup, like, let's put Jalen Suggs into the starting lineup. Let's see what happens at that point. Like, can Jalen Suggs be a long-term option at, like, shooting guard moving into the future? Is Gary Harris going to be here next year? Who knows? You know, the Magic can move off of, you know, his deal and, and free up some money this summer. You know, what is it? $13 million or whatever. Um, but what do you say to the people? You said give Caleb Bowles minutes. You talk about development. Some people still believe in the development of Bull Bull. Do you, do, I mean, the Magic front office might be thinking the same thing. What, guys like 23, 24? Are you out on Bull Bull? I'm pretty much out on Bull Bull. Super talented, but it just like I have not seen any improvement defensively all season long. Yeah, like just he's gotten worse. Yeah, like teams, oh, since he's since he's been out of the out. starting lineup. Yeah, teams have figured him out. He's not playing yeah. with the same intensity or aggressiveness. Like since he has like dropped out of the starting lineup, he has not been the same guy. Mm-mm. And I just like no. the ability to defend one on one is like non existent with him. And even when he's off ball, he so frequently loses his man and it's a backdoor cut for a layup or it's an open three. Like it's all mm-hmm. the time. Like it's multiple times every time he's on the floor. Giannis gave him the work at one point tonight. Okay, that's not was... fair. Giannis, <laughs> like Giannis gives everybody the work. Like, yeah, but it was know. even crazier to see him do it to Ball. Yeah. Ball, who just like looks rangy and able to maybe keep up. Giannis just blows right by. It's crazy. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being overly you know pessimistic here. But I don't think so. I just like Caleb Houston. So. Like I know he's not like, I know he's not fantastic right now, but you can see the flashes there. Like he's very rarely in the wrong spot. He tries like crazy. He's one of the only guys on the team that boxes out consistently, shooting 38% from three on a team that desperately needs shooting. 
Like if you're going through like, you know, the 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 list of guys who like you really need to work out for this team long term, Caleb Houston is somewhere on that list. If, if Caleb Houston, you know, can be our version of, you know, like a, a Joe Harris, you know, Seth Curry, a little bit taller and can defend a little bit better, that is a home run of a second round find by Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. I can't wait to watch him in summer league. He's going to be fun. He's going to be fun. We'll see. We'll see what the three-point shots like in summer league. Obviously, we get into the preseason next year. I'm just very interested to see what this offseason holds for this team, man. We're getting to that point where it's like you're starting to kind of accept reality here, but it doesn't really matter. It's not like it used to be like at all where it would be like, oh, man, I hope like even last year. Hopefully we we get the guy. Hopefully we get our guy. And it's like, just make the right moves in the offseason. I don't think you have to really depend on a whole lot of luck this offseason. For the first time in a long time. I Last don't year, know you if you get a lot of luck this summer, man. Okay, but you're not relying on pick. it. If you don't if you don't get those picks, though, you're not gonna be out like on the magic or just down as a magic fan. Yeah, it's not going to be, just, you know, missing Luka Doncic by one pick. Like, it's not going to feel like that. No, it can't because you've already, you talked about it. You got the Pal- Palo and the guy that you think is going to be a top five NBA player one day. You got Franz you're pairing him with. Build, just build them a supporting cast this offseason. That is all I'm asking you to do. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a lot of fun, though. Two games remaining on the week, Luke. We've got Charlotte on Friday. Then we've got the Portland Trailblazers at home on Sunday. You picked us to you know, beat both of those teams. Do you still feel that way now that uh, Damian Lillard dropped, what was it, 71 points the other <laughs> night? And they're only uh, a game and a half out of the play-in in the West. They're playing pretty well. They're like 8-7 and seven in their last 15 games. But it's back at home. We, like, we, don't, we don't hate playing at home. We like playing at home. I'm going to say, yeah, you you absolutely beat Charlotte on Friday. Hopefully the team doesn't have any surprises for me and drop that one. But uh, you you got to win Friday's game. It's going to just be one of those games, Jonathan, where like we win the game and we're like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, like we're supposed to win this game. You need to blow Friday. Charlotte out. You have to. You don't like you like a five to. point win, seven point win is not good enough. Like you need to win this game by like fifteen plus. Yeah. Only way that I'm cool with like a five or seven point win is if you're holding Charlotte under a hundred. Or if uh, you're up by you know twenty five early in the right. fourth quarter and just pull everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so I'm gonna say you I'm gonna say you win both. I'm still I'm sticking to my my prediction. I'd I think it'll I think you win both. I really hope so. I don't know. You need to because you have you have the Bucks next week. You need you need to do a lot of things if you're the Magic, and you know, <laughs> here we are. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna go on a run, you got to do it now. You can't you, like you cannot waste any time. Like you you need to. This is the last possible window. Yeah, like you need to rattle off like five six straight wins now. Like to to at least to make it interesting, like going on a five six game win streak right now, 
I mean, it puts you over Indiana probably. Does it vault you over Chicago? Probably not. At that point, you'd probably be like a game, game and a half back of Chicago. And probably at that point, like two games back of 10. Like you, you, we, we talked about it like before the post all-star break started, like you needed to have another stretch where you, where you win, you know, six games in a row mm-hmm. or like multiple four game winning streaks. Magic. If you're going to go on a run, do it now. Don't do not wait. Please. Don't wait. All right, Luke, mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. You found some hope somewhere in this episode because I'm not feeling the hope right now if I'm, I'm being uh, short-term hope. no, Not a lot of short-term hope. Tons and tons. All of the long-term hope I still have. But all that is going to do it for us. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.